0: Hi, everyone. Just before we get started, I want to say that we are in the middle of our spring fundraising drive, and we have just passed 50% of our goal of $30,000. So we have about 23 days left in the drive, and we need everyone who is able to support the Institute, support this free podcast. Just follow the link in the episode description or go to youngchicago.org give. Thanks. Thanks. Podcast from the C.G. Young Institute of Chicago. Healing Cinema. TAR. In this episode, Jungian analyst Judith Cooper and Daniel Ross discuss TAR, the 2022 film written and directed by Todd Field. It stars Kate Blanchett as Lydia TAR, a renowned conductor who is accused of sexual misconduct. This episode is also a pilot of our transcription process. So for this episode, a transcript is available in HTML and PDF formats. This is a new thing for us. We're trying to make these episodes more accessible to people who use transcripts. If you have any uh, feedback about the transcript, the way that it's done, or file types that you use, please email youngchicago.org this is a new thing for us we're kind of figuring it out as we go so any help there is greatly appreciated again um, we're in the middle of our spring fundraising drive so if you can support this free podcast then please do so any amount really helps thanks very much uh and let's just jump right in
1: We're very excited to be back (laughs) after some small hiatus of doing another podcast um, for Healing Cinema and uh, Applying Jung's Theories to Film. Mm -hmm. We're today talking about TAR, written, produced and directed by Todd Field. For those of our listeners um, who don't already know, we are spoiler city here. We yes. we we are um, <laughs> we spoil. We, yeah. we don't mind spoiling to get yeah. to the deeper levels of the psychological meaning. So just to be aware of that. And as Dan has said on previous podcasts, you might want to see the film uh, mm-hmm. and then come back and listen. Mm-hmm. Um, um, as we've just noted, we we've seen the film multiple times because this film in particular I, I'm not sure other films are like this but it takes multiple meanings or multiple viewings rather to get at the multiple meanings mm-hmm. it's so it's so rich mm-hmm. um, much like a, a an important dream it just keeps giving uh, from a it it doesn't try to answer level.
2: questions and I you know no, I've, I've listened I, to it interviews with Todd Fields and he doesn't talk much but when he does yeah. i have this sense that he really wanted to uh bring out discussion and dialogue and and thinking and kind of open things up he, uh mm-hmm. just all of his choices and th- this thing was he hasn't you know d- done a film in what 13 14 yeah. years yeah. or something like that yeah. so
1: yeah.
2: a lot o- went into this um yeah. Yeah. clearly um yeah. But it's interesting. He said he had the he had the character before mm-hmm. he decided the the uh, venue the, the venue setting. for the it, right yeah the setting yeah. for it, which is so interesting.
1: It is. It is. Um, yeah, I agree. There's there's so many ambiguities that he leaves open open questions mm-hmm. that make it, I think, uh, very very attractive uh, to people. It's. You know, as much as everybody wants black and white certainty, this film is not going to give it to us, mm-hmm. even though we can walk away thinking this is what I think. This is you know, we can justify some of it, and hopefully we'll get into some of that, but
2: mm-hmm.
1: it still leaves and it, it is like he wants to trigger conversations and yeah. questions and discussion about these issues. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have a summary. Should I should I yeah, read my please. summary? Um, Lydia Tarr, played by Kate Blanchett, is a fictional, (laughs) I stress that, (laughs) world-renowned classical music conductor with the world-famous Berlin Philharmonic Orchestra. She is at the height of her career as she's preparing both a book launch and a much-anticipated live performance of Mahler's Fifth Symphony, which would complete the cycle of recordings of all Mahler's symphonies. Her life begins to unravel like a Greek tragedy, but in a singularly modern way with social media betrayal regarding sexual exploitation and misconduct and Me Too allegations. The result is a searing examination of power and its impact and durability in today's society and in the human psyche. Like a Greek tragedy, it unfolds and chronicles her spectacular. And I think we could agree, inevitable,
2: mm.
1: consequential downfall.
2: Mm. Yes.
1: Um can I just quote have a quote from Jung be- Please. set us off? Please. Um, I was thinking of it this way: that the film embodies Jung's counterposing of love and power.
2: Mm.
1: And alleg- I think it's, it's, uh, it seems to be an allegory for our times right now. Jung says in a couple places, um, these quotes, where love stops, power begins and violence and terror, that's from volume 10 and from volume seven, I think the more famous quote, where love rules, there is no will to power and where mm-hmm. power predominates, love is lacking. The one is the shadow of the other.
2: Mm. Yeah, those are very good quotes. Thank you for
0: that. Yeah, yeah. That's,
1: yeah. Mm. It's a it's a bit of a broad stroke, but I think it can apply.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. There is a sense uh, with this film that there's um, there's no love in it. I, I you know no. I, it's no, there's no right. there's no tenderness there's mm-hmm. and, there's Mm-hmm. intimations of it or there's suggestions mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. that it appeared it, it happened in the past or but there's no um there's no evidence of love making there's no evidence of t- tenderness this is a
1: right this is right. a
2: very power dominated film yeah 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 there's
1: no and I would add yeah I agree fully there's no vulnerability. Yeah, there's no vulnerability or there's some affection, there's some gestures of affection. But I think once you see the whole thing, they, they're with the with they, with the way they're contextualized then you start mm-hmm. to it almost starts to um, annoy. I, I, I was I was put off by some of her dress gestures of affection yeah. and, and seeming tenderness. Once, you know, the full story behind behind her behind the character.
2: It all seemed um, robotic and, you know, the whole image of a robot, robotic, right? Robotic. She's such accusing an everybody being robotic, right? She
1: does. She does accuse um, people of being robotic, which is so ironic. There's so much hypocrisy and irony in, in her projections. Um, yeah, yeah. Right. She is, She does seem very mechanical Yeah, um, in her bodily movements. Um, says a lot um about what's inside her mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and we're I, Dan and I agreed um in a prior conversation that we were gonna what seems to be the best way to proceed with this podcast is to um try to do it chronologically yeah
2: um yeah which
1: may necessitate a, a follow up uh podcast, but we'll see right. how how we go today um and see if we can manage to do that to <laughs>
2: stay on a logic <laughs> <laughs> i know i'm the culprit i'm no, the culprit this I go. <laughs> is much to blame <laughs>
1: don't take it all on
2: <laughs> it's it's funny how, uh, how yeah we tried it we we try to stay with it but then you know there's this intuitive intuitive uh you know trying to pull the whole film together because it is a a whole um a whole there's a wholeness to it and mm-hmm. and the more i see it uh the the more i hear i can hold it the whole thing mm-hmm. right and so all these pieces start to, to relate to each other
1: yeah. yeah yeah they start to click in and then it makes more sense mm-hmm. absolutely i think the the fact that i wanted to emphasize that she was a fictional character is is uh because that was a whole meme apparently online that people began questioning whether she was real, mm-hmm. because so many of the name dropping in the film. All I, and I, I googled like crazy because there's some of these composers, especially the more um, or conductors, some of the more recent modern ones I've not heard of, and um, and so every name that they mention is is a real conductor, a real, a real yeah. composer, a real person, uh, down to the interviewer, one of the. Beginning scenes, Adam Gopnik, he's a New Yorker a writer, to even to um, this agency. Here I go getting out of chronology. Uh, <laughs> the agency that she goes to at the toward the end of the film—that's a uh-huh. real agency, C.A.M.I. Ah, Cami. Uh. It's 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 and and that's a real per- Peruvian tribe that she studies with. It, it's mm. it's. It, I guess we could do a whole discussion about. It feels like a docudrama or something. Mm-hmm, it feels mm-hmm. like um, not like a, a biopic, you know, mm-hmm. of, of a real person. So I'm not surprised that people started thinking, wait a minute, is this woman a real conductor?
0: Yeah. Because
1: she's, mm-hmm. it feels sur- the director surrounds her with with reality, with real persons, which makes it all i think more grounded in the dynamics of mm-hmm. the power yes. that she's using it just makes it it just hits you in the face of how grounded and and real that is yeah um so
2: well and it it speaks to um this general feeling i have that she is so one-sided in her investment in the collective right so if we take the collective as contemporary as real as you know made mm-hmm. up of this, uh, this business of music making, of symphonies, of um, uh, history, tradition, um, and mm-hmm. the, the, the kind of what, what that, that's out there, right? That's out there and, and it's mm-hmm. real and it's, it's it, you know, it's, it's documented. And so feels, <laughs> knows that. Right. Mm-hmm. Knows that well-researched uh, f- mm-hmm. for this film and then invents this fictional character and places it in there. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a character that's so invested in this collective business. Yes. Right. Yes. That there's no personhood to her. There's no individuality to her. She's all of this, this world, this that f- Fields constructs. Right.
1: That's a great point because I hope we get into talking about that more. Just the cult—it's mm-hmm. almost like a cult. Certainly, the culture of celebrity and fame and artistry. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that the shadow side of that.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and and how Field seems to want to um, expose both sides of that. How the artist gets caught, like Tar. In in the investment, it's a, it's a yeah, a good word. Invest total investment in that mm. of her image yeah. and her association with this world, yeah. and maybe even how the audience yeah. partakes of elevating that whole culture. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I, I hopefully we'll we'll get into that more because it's an important point. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: want to talk about the opening sequence? Yeah,
1: the the opening sequence is of a close up of a text message exchange, that we don't know it's anonymous when it when it opens. So but it but it, it, it's so fascinating, I think that we learn, I think that it's a foreshadowing just the role of social media, how if that's going to foreshadow in TAR's downfall. But um, given that we're not about we're all about spoilers um i think that later we can guess that it's between um uh tar's assistant francesca and this young woman mentee that tar was associated with whose name who whose name is krista who ends up committing suicide Mm -hmm. So there's this um, email uh, social social media exchange where they they're so focused on you know when did she get up this morning yeah um they're just so personalizing everything they're they're
2: obsessive right ob- obsessive
1: yeah yeah and so I think that sets the stage for this blurring of boundaries mm-hmm. in their relationships in the, that there's a personal component to the professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, relationship, even the, even them bringing up conscious and her conscience, which will, that that's going to be a major thing, and then you still love her. That that um,
2: yeah 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 yeah. So we don't well, or, yeah, go ahead. There's just some ambiguity about the nature mm-hmm. of relationship. Uh, did mm-hmm. she have an affair with Francesca mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and then Krista? Uh, uh, right. Before that, perhaps, or was there right. something going on between the three of them? Um, you know, just that statement. What time did you get up this morning? Mm-hmm. I wasn't with her. Our girl is an early riser. Haunted. Our girl. Our girl. <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I wasn't with her. What I mean, what she didn't sleep with her, and is that mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. There, there's all these intimations of mm-hmm. something very intimate, but there's nothing in the film that mm-hmm. can convince, uh, uh, tell us uh, definitively
1: definitively
2: that there are right. these sexual relationships going on. You know what right, I mean? Right, right, right.
1: Yeah, I, I would, you know, I think that there's enough hints in the aggregate yeah. to make it. I I am going, I have of the mind that there was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. It is so ambiguous. Um, the fact that they even use the word haunted. I, yeah. I think Todd Field, the director, drops these hints in beautifully because haunt being haunted is such a f- theme of the film. She Lydia Tarr is haunted. haunted, And I, and we're going to get to, I think
2: in the various uh, ways that you, various yeah. ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And, you know, when first viewing, you don't, you don't know what the that's about. You don't, you don't right. even take it in like right. what, what's being said, or it's just right. so uh, quick and confusing, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but that's okay. Um, uh, and then uh, the credits, a lot of the production credits are at the beginning of the film, which yeah. Field has said in an interview that he wants to, um, he's interested in the lines of power and what enables it and what benefits, Who bene- what benefits do they get from the people in power? But it's almost like he's acknowledging that this is a group effort. Yeah. He wrote the script, he produced yeah. it, directed it. However, there's a whole boatload of people that have contributed, and so it's, it's almost like um, he's warding off the myth of the lone artist
2: He's t- yeah. putting
1: yeah putting the credits all at the beginning instead of yeah. the at the end
2: yeah, yeah. which
1: yeah. is more typical which is yeah so that's an interesting he, piece
2: yeah he's, uh, he's there's a humility in that um, yes mm-hmm. right he's mm-hmm. like he's deliberately. Aware of the power dynamics the potential power at, mm-hmm. at play here that that you know that he that the theme the movie's about, and that he's
1: mm-hmm.
2: k- kind of setting up this interesting dynamic where he w- wants to make sure that the film itself speaks to mm-hmm. what how how to relate to power in a way that you don't we don't identify with it mm-hmm. right which is the pitfalls of mm-hmm. producers and, you know, the Me Too movement and how powers is um, identified with and then abused and uh, creating, a you know, the trauma that we've all been hearing about and experiencing. Well,
1: yeah. Well, that says it all. I think we're done. <laughs> that, I mean, to identify yeah, to identify it and the then see how it it's abused. Yeah, that, that is yeah. the major. That is a the theme of the movie. Yeah. So that's that's a great way of putting it. Yeah, yeah. So so then we go to this opening shot, which I think is like a minute long. Yeah, we see Tar backstage waiting to go on. What we'll know is this interview at the New Yorker Festival with the New Yorker writer Adam Gubnick. And she is seen they're like so psycho, psycho murder ticks.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I mean of a whole slew of them.
2: Yeah.
1: Her her wrinkling her eyes, her sniff sniffing, her jerky movements, her twitches. It's almost like she has Tourette's,
2: you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Um and they're so bizarre. They're really bizarre. They're bizarre.
2: Yeah.
1: And, um, and then, uh, Francesca approaches her and she, she has this hand wave, like, like Francesca's the slave, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like Mm -hmm. not not a word is spoken between them. No, thank you. No, nothing. just give me what I'm demanding from you. Yes. Um, Uh, so Francesca approaches and sprays her hands and gives her a pill, but the anxiety is palpable.
2: Is palpable, you know, and and I want to throw out here. This this is the first. Um, su- uh, here it's a it's a suggestion. We don't know what the pill is, but later on we find mm-hmm. out it's um, mm-hmm. that throughout this film, the medication uh, metoprolol mm-hmm. is not only being used by her wife Sharon, and and there's something going on between her taking her pills. <laughs> With her, but how often she's taking this, and it's Mm -hmm. a beta blocker, Mm -hmm. and so Mm -hmm. it's for anxiety. Mm -hmm. But it's Mm -hmm. an interesting choice of a pill to use for film, if it's just anxiety. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, I was thinking about what, what what is this beta blocker about because Mm. he's he's inserted it in the film Mm -hmm. and it's it's become now part of it's not just a one-time thing it's throughout Mm -hmm. right and it's it's just interesting and when you talk about the ticks which i I think Mm -hmm. are more um an indication of her anxiety Mm -hmm. right and perhaps an indication of her anxious relationship to the world right Mm -hmm. oh oh for sure which is in contrast to this this polished persona that she presents with Adam uh, right. Gopnik in this right. interview. Right. It's like, absolutely wow, opposite. what a contrast. Yeah. Right. 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 Right.
1: And, you know, it, the, these ticks are, they're almost like she's warding off some superstitious yeah, fears. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, 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 is she some kind of, um, yeah, there's a perfectionism there or is she battling imposter syndrome? Is that what the anxiety is about? But yeah, in complete contrast to her persona. So already we're thinking as Jungians, right? Persona versus shadow. What is in her shadow that she can't, uh, she can't let out in any way. She can't show, she's got to control it. She's got to contain it by medications, by these movements But um, so tightly wound
2: mm-hmm. up. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's a good way of describing her.
1: She's in control and she can't let down her guard.
2: And and during this interview, um I I think I told you my experience was I was very uncomfortable. And I was uncomfortable because she was so controlled. And Adam Gopner, quite, you know, quite a foil for her because he was quite natural and he's not an actor. <laughs> he It was like, boy, he's acting better than she is. But no, no, he's just being himself. And she's acting. Right. Because she was so controlled. I was uncomfortable. I don't know if you experienced that. No, not the first
1: time. The first time I was wowed. You, you, you use <laughs> the, right, subdu- right. right. the word subductive when we yeah, talked yeah, about yeah. this. I was seduced. I was thinking, oh my gosh, she is friggin' amazing. Yeah. She's yeah. rolling, she's she's spouting all these concepts. She's using Hebrew words and let mentioning Bernstein and 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 I was just wowed. Yeah. So yeah, I right. didn't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I,
2: I may have been wowed too. And I, it's been a long time ago that I first saw this, and then I forgot the fact that I was wowed. But I, I hear what you're saying. There's a seduction in that, right? Oh,
1: definitely. Definitely. She was so, you know, on first viewing, completely self possessed. Yeah. Without even thinking how contained and controlled, over controlled she is. Yeah. In fact, I, on re watching it again, Governor starts off and says, "I couldn't help." The first thing he says is, "I couldn't help but think, see you flinch." Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Is it because I left something out of your resume, yeah. <laughs> or are you, is it so varied? So then that that sets her off on the whole um, intellectual thing. But yeah, that was an interesting comment.
2: It was. It was.
1: It's almost like he's acknowledging her her over control.
2: Yeah,
1: and he saw uh, you know a flicker of a tick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he wanted to bring it in to
2: the conversation. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But did you see, you know, and when you told me the last time we talked about, it, you said, yeah, when he 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 kind of breaks the um oh the the, the illusion there okay. for a the second. Illusion. The illusion. And then okay. I watched her face and she was like momentarily uh, yeah. out of sorts, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like yeah. like uh-oh. Yeah. Like I'm I'm gonna be uh exposed here or exposed, like right? exposed. Like just for a second. It was just in yeah. her eyes. And right. uh right. It was so interesting. that it, she got composed again.
1: That she did. She did. She bottled it all up. She was yeah. able to do yeah, yeah. So this um interview is uh it's about 20 minutes long or so, 15 minutes, and mm. it is amazing. Over Up voice over, there are these series of images of Tar getting measured for a suit, but watching it again, I think you had brought this scene up uh, in our earlier discussion, which I I saw, but I missed the meaning of. I think it's so important. One of the first scenes that we see as he's giving all of her achievements, and resume is uh she's throwing lp covers on the mm-hmm. floor mm-hmm. and um of you know we find out later she's going to be photographed for this set of records that are going to be um uh, uh produced of her recordings and she's throwing them on the floor she's barefooted and she puts her barefoot on one of the covers
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And suddenly, there appears another barefoot out of the like upper left, (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm. right,
1: right, and and then I think Tar puts her foot, or seemingly Tar, because we don't know whose foot it is, Uh over that other foot.
2: Yeah, very intimate. Yeah,
1: very intimate. And so already, again, another boundary crossing. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Why would any professional relationship have that kind of intimate? Right uh, connection. Uh-huh. So these are slipped in so uh-huh. almost subliminally. You you yeah. know, you hardly even know what you're seeing.
2: Right, right, right. Which makes it so brilliant. But it uh, kind of creates this um wonder, a sense of well, what's yeah. going on, and who are yeah. these people, and I'm yeah. still I'm still not sure who who they are because we're not. I, sure. I had. I had wondered, is this uh, something that's happening at the same time she's in the interview or is this, uh, which is impossible, yeah. but, or is it a yeah. flashback? And then yeah. who is that, yeah. is that her with Francesca? Is that her with yeah. Krista? You know what yeah. I mean? Is it? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. We don't know. We're confused. Know. It's almost like he wants us, Field wants us to be off kilter. Yeah. 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 Just because yeah. that's what power and the abuse of power feels like. Yeah. I, I don't know, but it, it, we're, we're off kilter a lot in this film. We we don't know what's happening. Yeah,
2: yeah. In in, in so that whole sequence uh, that yeah. you remarked was yeah. you know everything's in that right. Yeah, and yeah. so you have this contrast between the sculpted interview right. mm-hmm. on stage with mm-hmm. hundreds of people, mm-hmm. and then you have slipped in here these these uh, these uh images that are create are, are causing us to be off kilter right mm-hmm. it's like what a contrast we, yeah. we have this perfectly constructed yeah persona and legacy and and all of that mm-hmm. and then you mm-hmm. have these things that are thrown in there that to kind of throw us yeah. like yeah. to put us off kilter i think that's a good way to describe yeah.
1: it. yeah 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 so what's noted what was um after subsequent, many subsequent viewings, what right. I began to sense of is how um, she is very intentionally, I think, wanting to embody some kind of masculine image of power in the culture. Yes. Her dress, her comportment, her um, intellectual, I mean, this is a broad stroke generalization, right, of ma- what masculinity is, but in the culture, maybe we could say that or agree that that it's this kind of intellectualized, no feeling, toned, mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of feeling. Um, uh, n- not even in. She she seems shut down almost. I mean, all her feelings are not a- available at all.
2: Yeah. No, and, and I I would even say I I again watching it again I realized she is almost. She almost completely denied the feminine because she yeah, can't even she acknowledge mm-hmm. you know when mm-hmm. uh, I'm jumping ahead. Uh, mm-hmm. Olga talks about mm-hmm. the um she she was interested because the day was the na- uh, international yes. woman's
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh day and mm-hmm. and what that meant to her and mm-hmm. you know, and it's like Tara is you know completely oblivious to that this is a woman in a position high position of power that seems to not even be interested in women's rights or women's struggle in society. There doesn't seem to be a connection to that.
1: Absolutely, because, you know, it's confirmed by what she says to Gopnik about uh, achieving what she did as a woman. She renounces that, that she had experienced no discrimination. Gender is not an issue for her
2: yeah
1: um and doesn't even open that discussion up um as as just a possible way to discuss how women have been overlooked or um uh, sidelined in in this field
2: yeah and, and i think i've shared with you before um my experience of that is so um uh it's it's startling to me because mm-hmm. i my i was a nurse right i've been a nurse mm-hmm. for all of my i i worked side by side with women
0: mm-hmm. a dom
2: a, a profession dominated women i experienced the patriarchy i experienced through them what the patriarchy did i could i i you know going into analytic training i said i realized wow i have this sense of what the patriarchy is and its effects on women because i work with them and i and I was almost invisible in that system. You know what I'm saying? There's like an invisibility there when doctors related to me versus doctors relating to the nurses I, I worked with. So it's very striking to me yeah. that this woman yeah. Yeah. is just oblivious, and it's yeah. it's like she yeah. is she cast her femininity into shadow completely. Yes. Right?
1: Yes. I think it all it is all in shadow, and that mm-hmm. includes all the feelings and vulnerabilities, like we were saying earlier. Any tenderness,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, emotion, yeah, they're all in the shadow. In fact, it's almost like she has a phobic reaction to them. Yes, um, and I mean that's what that's what. Being in the shadow means, I guess, that yeah. we're afraid of it. We become afraid of it. We revile it, and so we become afraid of it. It's got so much power then,
2: yeah, 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 because
1: we are repressing it and rejecting it.
2: Yeah, um, and I think that comes out in the Julia uh, T. Te- experience. Oh yeah, oh
1: yeah,
2: because she can't. They, I think this whole, their whole scene is very important, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. And so what happens is, did I I skip something? I didn't want to go to there until we were ready.
1: Well, well, Dan, there's so much (laughs) to talk about in the conference interview. Just a few more points maybe, and then we'll go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. It's so important. Um, Well, this, you know, he brings up the whole idea of the metronome. Yeah. And That's right. um, That's an important piece because then she gets to say, That she is in that is about time and interpreting time, yeah. yeah. And she makes this very godlike pronunciation that she can stop time, yes. And uh, it's almost laughable of her. I mean, I I feel
2: but she's so serious about it when she she says it.
1: She is, she is. We can we can talk later, hopefully, about whether we have sympathy for her or not, but uh, (laughs) it's it it, it, it it it's she is she thinks she can control time and of course as a conductor i guess she can in a way she's set she is setting the pace yeah which comes out later in this interview of of how she's going to do the Mahlers Fifth different than Bernstein
2: right. Right, right and
1: for what reasons but still um but I ended up thinking pretty quickly at least on my like maybe third or fourth viewing of the film that she's like this human metronome because she is so controlled so um there's there uh so maybe i'll bring this this point in now because this is a late to this film uh um interpretation that that uh just kind of blew me away i was reading yet another article you know review Uh um actually the writer the british writer zadi smith um Mm. she she reviewed the film and she made this point that Completely um, blindsided me. I had I just hadn't put this together, and I think maybe you haven't. You in our subsequent uh, uh, previous discussions have brought this in. Tar is having a midlife crisis.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a midlife crisis. So of course she's going to be attracted to the whole idea of time and stopping time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. and, And. She's also, the point you made earlier in, in an earlier discussion was about all the synchronicities, we're jumping ahead, of course, but yeah, yeah. all the synchronicities that yeah, happen yeah. in the film are about death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that fits right in, Dan, with yeah. this, she's having a midlife crisis. Yeah.
2: She's
1: 50, She we know when she was born, because I think it was part of the Wikipedia yeah. shot, you know, in one of the subsequent shots. So we know she's like in her 50s or turning 50. Yeah. So... She needs to stop time because that's what she's faced with. And I think that her attraction to yet another um, young woman is about her. It's not just about, well, it is about the youth maybe of these younger women that she's attracted to, but also um, maybe, well, I'm getting ahead of myself too, but maybe enviousness of their talent because she's getting old. And she's um, she's got a she sees them as threats to her career.
2: Yeah. No, I think that's I I think that's great. This idea that what we're witnessing is a midlife crisis, um, and that all these synchronicities. uh, The last time I viewed it, because you you referenced that first scene with with all her ticks.
1: Yeah.
2: It occurred to me the all these synchronicities are like ticks only the ticks aren't in her now the ticks are out there right yeah, and, yeah. and trying to try yeah. to get in yeah. to yeah. her it's like the this yeah yeah the like whole world is switching on her now now all this stuff right. coming out trying to get right. her attention
1: right the same i i wish i could remember i'm sorry um but i was just listening to another podcast about this and one of the Really cool reviewers labeled those sounds as auditory thorns.
2: Auditory thorns, isn't that yeah, great? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It's brilliant.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's so much foreshadowing in this conversation she has with Gupnik that uh, I just I think we need to reference. Yeah. Because I think that they're again they act unconsciously subliminally that 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 but 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 they they they, they stir up something in the viewer, mm-hmm. and the listener, you know, she references um, the first violinist that, you know, led to having there be a conductor separate from the first violinist. Mm-hmm. Uh, that ended the first violinist as conductor ended when he in the 1800s or something, she said, this is music history, when he stabbed himself in the foot and died.
2: Yeah. And the yeah, audience yeah, yeah.
1: laughs. And, yeah, you know, yeah. I think it's a foreshadowing of Tar shooting herself in the foot with her
2: flaws. That's great. Yeah. And then
1: um, at some point uh, with Bernstein, they reference how Guvnik says to her, was, was Bernstein over-egging? Mm. And that, you know, means an overdoing or exaggeration, right. which I think is what she does. Yeah. And then, um, oh, this whole issue with how she conducts is so important. Govnik asks her, What's the what? What one defining thing she got? She learned from Leonard Bernstein, and she goes into this long, rather long explanation about using Hebrew words, and she contrasts what uh, she starts off saying. Well, Bernstein gave her this. I, the Hebrew word is kavanah, kavana, kav, kavana mm-hmm. um, which is Hebrew for attention or meaning or intent.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And then she references um, another Hebrew word um, uh, later in the talk, which is ha- which is going to be how Leonard Bernstein conducts the piece Mahler's Fifth that she's looking to conduct. She um, brings in the whole concept of Teshuvah,
2: mm. which
1: um, is a re- uh, it's an important word for the. Um, atonement, the Day of Atonement for Jews, mm. Yom Kippur. That means a reaching back in time, transforming the past. Mm. And she likens these concepts to well, she likens this concept to Shuba, of how Bernstein conducted the Fifth, and she's going to do it differently. Yeah. And she brings in um, the different history, uh, the different um, times during Mahler's life when he wrote this piece. Um so um he when he wrote it, let's see if I'm getting this right. He mm-hmm. when he wrote it, he wait what um uh, just looking at my notes here because I'm not sure. Oh she she says that
2: it was right after World War One, right?
1: right? yeah, and he but he was in love with his wife.
2: Yes, Alma, who betrayed yeah. him. Um
1: so she points out that we're dealing with time in this piece because she says the the quote from the film is this piece was not born into aching tragedy it was born into young love that's her interpretation yes and when Gupnik says well how are you gonna versus you know in contrast to how bernstein was conducted and how you are you were going to conduct it she she hesitates and she says love Mm. And so, in other words, she's not going to do it as a slow, she's going to do it quicker, like the excitement of love. And that relates to how, I guess, when Mahler first wrote it and and dedicated it to his wife.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Um, So at that moment, so I want to get into the difference, the meaning of that. But at that moment in the film, we again see the back of a woman, a redheaded woman. We first saw a back of a redheaded woman when Gupnik in his resume of TAR's achievements um, is talking about her developing this uh, um, organization that's funded to mentor young yes. conductors. Yes. And
2: young female conductors.
1: Young female conductors.
2: Yes. Interesting. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So when she says love at the end of this interview, we again see the back of the head of a red a redheaded woman sitting in the back of the auditorium, listening to them.
2: Yes, yes.
1: Now we we get to know that the woman that committed suicide, Krista, is redheaded.
2: Yeah.
1: I think this is why I'm. I guess I'm spending so much time talking no. about this. I think it's so Good. important. It is because she tar it gives us a lot of clues that we I think later, like you said, piece together very much uh, uh, easily, it, that she cannot she's deceiving herself if she thinks yes. she can love.
2: Yes. And yes. she,
1: yes. she is incapable and unable and has not been able to go back into her past and reconcile with her past. We learned that late in the film, mm-hmm. where she comes from, she goes back to her childhood home, So, she's deceiving herself. She thinks she's she She thinks she's doing it out of love. She again, it's this dichotomy between love and power. So that she cannot, she can't go back into her
2: past. She can't go back and
1: repudiated her past.
2: Yes, but that just that scene. I think you're absolutely right that this scene told so much meaning as the rest of the movie unfolds Mm -hmm. because. Even the relationship between Mahler and Alma, mm. she's she's saying that this was all about love. Well, later on, Francesca says, you know, that Alma was subjugated, right? Yeah. Because yeah. he wouldn't let her write music. Right. She was she was she, she was, was a, a composer. A composer, so, yeah, and yeah. that's not in Lydia's version. Of this whole thing, of right, this fit, right. that how, you know, she, she can talk about it in terms of, oh, the, he wrote this and dedicated it to her, and they had a, this loving relationship. Mm. But what about the shadow of the subjugation yeah. yes. of the, you know, and she says she betrayed him, and Francesca disagreed with her, uh, right? Because uh, is it really a betrayal if the first betrayal happened when he yes. denied her? her yeah. Uh-huh. her autonomy denied mm-hmm. her, her, her art. Right. That was the first wounding. Right. Yes. Yeah. And so yeah. she's in complete denial about that. So she you're, is. you're she absolutely is. right. This yeah. whole thing yeah. about love is a seduction because then the next scene we see, she, you know, some, somebody that saw her interview. Oh right? yeah. There was which uh-huh. interview. It was talking uh-huh. to her and there was this flirtation going uh-huh. back and uh-huh. forth. Uh-huh. Right.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 That goes right into um, the next scene. But yeah, that, 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 I'm so glad you're bringing in that subsequent not too far along where Francesca um, calls her on that uh, uh, with Mahler, because we see how um, despite Francesca being so subservient to her, she does pop up every once in a while. No, that's not the way it goes. And so then we learn, of course, that uh, Francesca leaves the fold and betrays Tar later, late in the film. But yeah, there's some there's some autonomy there with Francesca as, as much as she is uh, subservient and being treated like a servant.
2: She's like treated Tar. like a servant. She's muted and she's put yeah. down and she's mm-hmm. you know treated just treated terribly by Lydia. She is. She is. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: And of course, denied a uh, position that she mm-hmm. wanted, which we'll get into mm-hmm, later. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, so um, the, the next scene is this uh, really rather effusive female fan um, yeah. who's admiring and, and uh, it's kind of embarrassing to watch this woman be so fawning, is, oh, isn't yeah? it?
2: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Francesco is, it was uh, appropriately irritated on the wings, they're watching oh this go
1: scoffing yeah. and, and irritated like crazy. Yeah, she's just, yeah. Uh, oh, and we should point out that during the interview oh, I think we mentioned that during the Gupnik interview, we see Francesca mouthing the words. So all yes, of this is she wrote reversed. that whole
2: thing. Yeah, she yeah. she
1: wrote it. Tar wrote it. She knows it well. It's just trout trotted out. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. her introductions. Yeah. Um, so maybe the, the maybe the scene with this fan. I mean, it, it again. Yeah, it's like a few minutes long. It's not very long, but there's something about the 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 cold, again the cult of celebrity that gets exacerbated if the artist is not is like you said not aware of the power of that seduction mm-hmm. because um, it's it must be seductive to sure. uh, an artist to have all these. People clapping all the time for them and
2: sure
1: it goes to your head and makes makes you inflated.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But then what they talk about is, is also very telling because this woman asks her, Do you ever find yourself over overwhelmed with emotion on the on the podium? She wants to she wants to know Tars feeling as well yeah. instead of yeah. just this rote mechanical.
2: Yeah, and interesting. then
1: far responds by saying oh, yeah, when I conducted Rites of Spring, that's when I realized that we're all capable of murder. <laughs> which, which with, yeah, the, yeah. with the pistol shot yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, another foreshadowing.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Because that's there's right.
1: all these scenes, just a few, not all, you know, a couple scenes throughout the film where you see Tar boxing. She's, like, yes. full of rage. Yes. Full of rage. Yes. Um,
2: so... <laughs> <laughs> that's a good that's a good association there that uh yeah that, that another foreshadowing there's all these little foreshadowing that are going yeah, on
1: yeah. and then she has a but, and why
2: things. that emotion right, right. Of all the possible right. emotions that she right. could be experiencing
1: right. right right of course i mean dan i just went to the cso the chicago symphony last week and heard rachmaninoff's third and it was incredible i have been in this high Mm-hmm. with feelings of oneness for the world because it's such, it was a transcendent experience mm-hmm. and that's what music can do. And that's what, you know, in this film, we've learned that she learned from Bernstein, which she, she cannot do. Tar yeah. cannot get there, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then if that's not enough to give us some hints about this character of Tar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bef- even before the Juilliard masterclass, there's a scene, a luncheon meeting with her colleague where she, yes. with whom she started this foundation, Elliot, yeah. Yeah. another conductor, and they have this discussion that <laughs> also drops another huge hint about Krista, mm. because Tar says something about let's open up the, the fellowship to just not women, uh, let's open it up to men, and we've had no, she says to Elliot, we've had no trouble. Placing any of the students and Elliot in response says well yeah but except one and that's Mm. Krista Mm. and right and they don't even say her name Tar right away says she had issues and then Elliot comes back and says oh yeah it comes up in every what he said city bank meeting with her father Mm. so um we don't know what that means exactly but um that was another foreshadowing of how it's going to unfold with Krista. Um, and then uh, during the course of that meeting, she calls Elliot, you know, you don't want to be a robot.
2: Yes. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> And then there's this whole, just again, two second interaction where Tar says to her, says to him, there's a man at the next table. I thought at first he was looking at me, but he's really looking at you. Do you want me to leave and have, you know, have you set up some rendezvous or something? And he yeah. says, no, "No, no, 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 please don't." But she's so disdain- disdainful of Elliot. She's yeah. so putting him down, condescending. She's she's so caught up again with her image. People are looking at her. She's got that look at me complex that yeah. indicates an inflated persona. Just yeah, inflated. Yeah
2: yeah it's an interesting relationship. you know when I think about the all the women in this film and then all the men there's no mm. there are no men that are um strong and, and they're they're all as um uh, as obsessed and hierarchical and there's no strong man in this film or a strong masculine. do you know what I mean? it's I think you're right. they're also intimidated by her. yeah, yeah she's yeah,
1: intimidating yeah. and probably yeah. maybe toward men most of all. Mm-hmm. Like that whole scene with Sebastian where, you know, she's going to yeah. she tells him, you know, you're out. Right. And he accuses her, but it's 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 def- it that goes nowhere because she yeah. comes back and attacks him. Yeah. And she's got the power. She's got the power.
2: Yeah. So
1: everybody's afraid of her.
2: Yeah.
1: But you're right. Nobody can stand up to her.
2: No. Because
1: she wields her power
2: so abusively. Mhm. The only women the only woman that really stood up to her was uh um Sharon I mean yeah. eventually yeah. right but there yeah. there yeah. again there was this sense of a subjugated relationship where she yeah. Yeah. was' denying what was going on or yeah. you know kind of for, uh, forgiving yeah. what was yeah. going on until she couldn't do that anymore
1: right um, right right she put up with it yeah the feeling is she put up with it or, or just Late in the game, became more aware of it. Like there's a scene later with Olga where she catches the tenderness between them, and she's a. Yes. My fantasy is she's in her head going, "Oh, here, here we go again. Here we go
2: again. Yeah, yeah. She, she, Um, yeah. She really catches those, those glances.
1: Right.
2: But going back to something you said before, um, the subjugation is 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 not is is also Mm -hmm. includes a, um, oh, just a. The the what she did with Krista was completely Mm -hmm. stalled her
1: Mm -hmm.
2: her career. uh, Just tore down her career. Like she couldn't advance. And you said something interesting earlier that her relationship to the young feminine um was included not only this seduction or this attraction but also this need to shut it down. Like if I could shut down her from growing, right? It's, right. it's, I can stop time, right? I'm, right. I, right. you know, I can't, right. you know, unconsciously, because I can't stop myself from growing, right? I'm, And then so I'm going to project it out there, I'm going to keep these women from growing, yeah. right? Francesca yeah. is kept from growing, Christa yeah. is kept from yeah. growing.
1: Absolutely, Dan, I think that's a really important point. And I only came to that very recently, because of this whole idea of the midlife crisis, yeah, yeah that, yeah. She's so threatened by, by anyone with, that is younger and with talent. It threatens her core sense of self. Wow. Don't you think? I mean, oh, that- yeah,
2: yeah. No, I should say, yeah, I, I'm thinking uh, Aphrodite with Psyche, this, uh, you know, this threatening, you know, the queen, uh, the, wow. you know, mirror, mirror on the wall. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This, yeah. yeah. The threat so- of the young feminine.
1: Yeah, so she's got to use all of her power for not good, for evil, right? Mm -hmm. And all those emails that she sends to every major conductor around the world, letting them know, probably unsolicited, right? right? I mean, I I got that if she's just sending out these cold emails, you know, she knows these people because she's conductor of the top orchestra, one of the top orchestras in the world, Berlin Philharmonic, but Riccardo Muti in Chicago and all these other major orchestra conductors and saying oh by the way if you if you if this woman comes across your path she's trouble she's dangerous yeah she so that is absolutely violent yeah the violence of that
2: that's that's that yeah yeah it's um and it's so complete yeah it's so complete. final
1: it's final. final she's got the t- she's got the word she has power she can do it so she does it
2: right No thought of what
1: that might mean
2: yeah and she does it so we can see that kind of in retrospect with the emails and you know mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. What, how this all happened. but we can see it in present time with Francesca how she shuts her down. Right. right. Ultimately, you know, keeping her from a position that she was in line for. Right. right. That she right. was being that she was apprenticing for. Right. Right. And then denied to her. Why? <laughs> no
1: good reason. You, you would say, experience.
2: You know, yeah. She starts this program to, to get young women involved to, to help them. Grow uh-huh. and, and and help them in this hierarchical system, right? Right, right. And then and then she shuts these women down. Um yeah, it's so paradoxical.
1: It is. It is. Well, not when you look at the shadow stuff, I guess, right? Right, right,
2: right. right not right.
1: not when there's not when you incorporate that Neumann's new ethic. Right. Of incorporating the shadow.
2: Yeah.
1: Then it makes perfect sense. Unfortunately, you know, it, I'm not condoning it at all. It's like, right. you know, it's it, it, it makes sense given her Tars inability to mentor that these women in a way that is not, you know, that wouldn't be threatening to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it is paradoxical because yes. she started this whole organization, like you said. To,
2: That's right. Yeah. To, to
1: uh, advance them in ways to help them advance.
2: Yeah. yeah, like she had this passion at some point. This, yeah, yeah. Where you know right. she could see the you know the right. need for women to 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 have this uh,
1: yeah.
2: have these opportunities, and but then lost it. Like she
1: yeah.
2: over identified with the power and got and uh-huh. lost, got lost somewhere.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there there again, the 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 what we're saying about the um renunciation of the feminine, it was yeah. there. Yeah. And but she's she's at some point she can acknowledge it. She started this organization in an acknowledgement of that um difficulty moving forward as women.
2: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. So the the next big scene is, is uh, the, the Juilliard Master Class,
2: uh, and there's so much in that because and, so and here you have a situation where she is teaching this class and she's uh, apparently using one of the students to present uh, his music or to, pre- to or to conduct and then she mm-hmm. interrupts and um, and tries to teach him. But he's, but it comes down to this, uh, dynamic of he is, uh, against Bach, uh, because he was a, you know, uh, uh white male, um, mm-hmm. uh, cisgender, you know, and many children with 20 children. And, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. so, and then she reacts to that right? Yeah. And the reaction yeah. first starts out uh, t- a little tame, but then it, it grows. Clearly, she's in complex, right? Because <laughs> then she really lays them out, right? It
1: does.
2: I think it this does. is a good example of how somebody in power, I mean, clearly, she is teacher and student, so the, the, the power differential was, was there before mm-hmm. they, they came together mm-hmm. the scene. But how she uses her power very meticulously mm-hmm. and i and i would say you know complex driven mm-hmm. <laughs> to tear this person down yeah yeah um and it all seems to be around this idea of her uh her uh, her idea of uh uh the history these these mm-hmm. you know these mm-hmm. great composers Mm -hmm. that once you sit with them and you listen and you try to to you really get into their work you discover things that you know Mm -hmm. that go beyond the Mm -hmm. the the, you know the contemporary go beyond the the Mm -hmm. you know the biases that we have i thought what she was trying to convey was Mm -hmm. very meaningful but in his resistance to it was what sparked Her really going after him, right? Yeah. In that scene, yeah,
1: yeah. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought of this before. But listening to you, I mean, that's why we love doing these podcasts, right? Because we come to things that are that we hadn't thought of. That you know, even just her being in complex. I don't know why I hadn't thought of that, but that, of course, of course, that's when her power just she needs to tear him down, like you said. What is fueling that though is what I, 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 I just something I triggered from what you said because she it's not it's it's not I think not just he can't, she can't understand why somebody like Bach he couldn't love why because she says some line in there about we're exalted by these by the music yeah. so there it is feelings again
2: yeah.
1: but the complex maybe is is that. She can't go to that, those feelings.
2: Yeah, she can't yeah, yeah.
1: really feel that embodied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's got to go in complex and force it on him. Yes. And make it like him to realize because she, she can't. You know, I read a review that said, in terms of this scene, why didn't she have... That Max, the student, lie under the piano and feel the feeling, or yeah, why yeah, didn't yeah. Tar get yeah. underneath the piano? You know, there's this famous story with Chopin, where George Sam gets 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 is, 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 lays down underneath the piano yeah. to feel the feeling of the music.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: So of course she doesn't do that in Tar, but that's maybe what the complex is about because he's rejecting the uh, being exalted by the move music, yes. but that's just what she can't do. Yes. You, you know, with all her, you know, I realized, you know, all of these movements that, that, that Todd field shows her with these, these um, bombastic hyperbolic movements when she's conducting you know the shot of the poster from the film one of the shots i think from the poster for the film is her shot from below with her arms outstretched yes kind of christ
2: figure Yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: but there's this
2: overdone
1: forced way that she conducts yeah because she can't get those feelings in her body
2: yeah 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 that's so and interesting to think it, about. It. Don't yeah. you think that's
1: maybe some yeah. of the complex there?
2: It, is, it yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is because she, yeah, that she wants it in him, something that she can't experience she can't in her body. Mm-hmm. And she sees his resistance mm-hmm. and she wants to put it in him, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, you know, yeah. uh, when you talk about the dark arrows, uh, the Sadian, that's Sadie, yes. right? I want to put it in you. Right. And it's yes. penetrative. And that's what, you know, he was experiencing. That's why he said, fuck you.
1: <laughs> right, right. Fucking bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out. yeah. She even it early on, uh, or not that early, maybe mid mid this scene, she she fake punches him in the face. I mean, she, yeah, yeah. yeah. she, you know, um, so she so she's already so worked up and rageful about this whole thing with Bach.
2: And she and I, stops his leg from shaking. You remember that? Yeah. She yeah. Reaches over aggressively, yeah. aggressively, stops his leg from, like, that's his tick, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. going to stop your ticks.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: Like, like, she's not even aware of her own ticks, right?
1: No, I don't think she is.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't think she is. So, but it's about feeling and what yeah. she can't do. Yeah. And I think that was part of what she got so worked up about. And then, of course, she calls him a robot again.
2: Right.
1: Which is, um, you know, and then, and then there's this very ironic, ironic, um, hypocritical statement where you've got, to, you've got to, what does she say? She, she, you must sublimate yourself, your ego, and yes, yes. your identity. You must stand in front of the public and God and obliterate yourself. Well, that's exactly what she does not do.
2: She can't do that.
1: She can't can't. do that.
2: And how she has that awareness, I'm going, wow, she would be great in analytic training, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's what we had to learn, right? We got to obliterate ourselves. Absolutely. You know. (laughs) That's great. But. But there's another, and, and these two things may be related. I'm going to throw it out of here and maybe later on we'll can. And this, this goes into a, another film that I'm not going to talk about, but I do want to relate the film, uh, Banshees of anishrin*, because she's, she is so, uh, enamored with, in love with, uh, ecstatic with, the her the experience of music and 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 uh, just just hold your idea that it's not in her body for just one second but she's so in love with this that she denies the personal right yeah the same way that that column did in banshees and column was so invested in this writing this song and you know that he he literally uh broke off his friendship with Pedroia, And, of course, the, the consequences of that lead, lead yeah. to the rest of the movie. Yeah. But my point is, mm-hmm. when we glob onto the transpersonal in mm-hmm. such a one-sided fashion right. we deny the personal, right. so she couldn't appreciate uh, his resistance or his, you know, what, whatever mm-hmm. his, um, his uh, difficulty was, mm-hmm. right? She couldn't mm-hmm. appreciate that mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. order to continue mentoring him. Right, because as you said, there have been several things she could have done to kind right. of help him right. along, right? right. To right. be with him and not excoriate him, to right. to not right. humiliate him. She yeah, she, she stopped him. being a right. teacher, right? She yeah. stopped being yes, a teacher yes, because she right. could that's she right. couldn't be in uh, the, the realm with him. Yeah, she, she, he yeah. was no he was no longer a person at that point. Right. Whatever she, right. he became to her.
1: Yeah, some idea that she had to prove. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. She stopped teaching. Right, right. She just stopped teaching at that point, being a teacher denying it. Yes, that 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 that's that feels I mean, that I think that is in terms of the theory, absolutely right. And and we can see it in action here between we them. Can
2: see it in action. Yeah.
1: She she ex- your, your language is right on. I mean, she humiliates him. Um, and excoriates a good, good word, yeah, completely. Um, but she's too attached to what she needs him to see, which she cannot see. So attached.
2: Yeah. I think there's an imbalance there. So I think yeah. what, what yeah. you're saying, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm agreeing with, it's not in her body because it's not in the personal realm. it's mm-hmm. it's it's out mm-hmm. there in the archetypal mm-hmm. realm mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. if it was in her body, yeah. Yeah. she could relate. To yeah. Max, in yeah. in a person a person way, right? Yeah. She could
1: yeah. she could
2: yeah. hold what what yeah. he what was going on with him, and not
1: right
2: turn it into this power dynamic.
1: Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, and of course she at one point too, but when she's shaking, stopping his leg from shaking, she's "Don't be so eager to be offended." Well, she she should listen to her own That's advice, right.
2: right? She she was deeply offended by his lack yeah. of respect for yeah yeah uh, these you know yeah old white men that uh, that were composing composing yeah. music. You know, it struck me that the the, the other paradox here from, from a Jungian mm-hmm. perspective between mm-hmm. the turnus mm-hmm. and Senex, she's. Mm-hmm. like she's really on the outside all cenex meaning mm-hmm. she's in, she's into tradition she respects tradition she she respects um these these composers she she mm-hmm. respects and is quite aware of the structure of this this you know classical music world and mm-hmm. and and the politics of it and and all that. She even respects the um I forget his name. The old guy that she goes out to breakfast or, her or lunch with her Andrus. mentor, yeah, Andrews, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Even to a point where she, she realizes he wants to believe that the board is paying for the driver that uh-huh. picks him up instead. Uh-huh. She's paying for it. She doesn't uh-huh. even want to. She wants him to go on believing that, right? That. Yeah. The, yeah. To me, that, that's, that speaks to the senex. but then you have this ch- attraction to these young women and it's mm. this whole other,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, th- mm-hmm. th- but none of that's connected, right? No, this, this, no. None of it's integrated.
1: Right, right. It's all completely split. The senex too, that resonates, too, because she's so dry. She's just so dry and rigid, so rigid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Huh. Um, should we continue Tan, or should we yeah. break this up? Yeah, no, let's go a little okay.
2: longer and then
1: yeah, let's see, okay, yeah, maybe to um because some of this stuff is going to be uh repeated, but we can maybe stress some um
2: uh,
1: themes that we're talking about here, yeah, um you know the theme um well, I, I want to point out too that in t- in terms of her inflation. She's. Uh, I, I. What other archetypes would you say that she's? Um, the inflation is about because what I. I think I said to you earlier, and in our one of our previous conversations, she seems to be possessed by the archetype of genius mm. and greatness
2: mm-hmm. and
1: that and and um, specialness and she's mm-hmm. got this insatiable hunger to maintain that. Yes. Uh, level of. of it's it's like an it, 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 part of that may be like immortality.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: immortality so you know it's,
2: maybe yes.
1: fear of death is in there because she's so rigid around protecting that do you think there's other archetypes involved with um it seems like that's the primary
2: yeah the immortality driver. is really interesting here because um because uh, more immortality, mortality. The, ba- the there's an imbalance there. She's mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. into immortality and what's being left behind, and that may be her, one of the driving factors mm-hmm. for her. What is her legacy? She's mm-hmm. even going to her Wikipedia page, right. Yeah, and, and finding out that it's been you know that Krista had had changed. How often do you go to a wiki? Do you you have to? You know, and then she tells Adam Gopnik that she doesn't read reviews, but yet she's, you know, getting magazines and she's cutting out she's cutting out stuff for her scrapbook. Keeping scrapbooks, scab- yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Full, um, full of
2: contradictions. No, I think there's immortality is a big one. But the other thing is, what's the opposite of robot? Because if all these mm. other people are robots,
1: mm-hmm.
2: what does that make her? Mm. Um, alive? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. human human that's that's the
1: point that one of the reviewers made and said this beautifully i think um sorry i can't credit him but he said something like where's the humanity in genius
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: so in terms of feeling and connection and mutuality you know all the things we talk about in training you know and um and our work you know reciprocity um feeling that none of that is there she's not
2: human that's that's a yeah. real good point yeah he's not human
1: yeah
2: but yet everybody else is a robot yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah and 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 without that humanity there's an easy crossing of boundaries
2: yeah.
1: and exploitation and misconduct and uh and the whole abuse of power
2: uh, is there a conscience here i, I know yeah. we'll get into yeah. this but it mm-hmm. because she's haunted. Right? Definitely All these yeah. these yeah. these uh,
1: yeah.
2: occultish things that start to yeah. happen. And she's-
1: right, right. I just want to bring in this wonderful phrase, which i you've probably heard me say it before. Um Hans Lowell, is a psychoanalyst. He says, um, psychoanalysis is a plug for what we do, right? Psycho, in terms of this film. Psychoanalysis changes ghosts who haunt us. Into ancestors we can love. Oh
2: wow. Wow. And she's that really definitely haunted. She's haunted. Yeah.
1: It's really a horror movie of, of haunting.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, between the sounds and the woman screaming in the park and the ghost of Francesca in the bedroom at one point. You know, we see this red-headed woman, the dream sequences that she's um they're almost like PTSD um, uh, flashbacks
2: yeah. Yeah, 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 of
1: these. The, that's where the sensuality is. That's the only place, except with that's her right. daughter, Petra. Right. It, that's the only place that we see sensuality being enacted. Now, I think that's being done to her. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't, I, you know, they're very hazy in the film. We can't even see who's doing what to whom, but it looks like at one point, one of the late, there's two dream sequences, or they're just snippets of images that flash mm-hmm. by on the screen. But one is of a redheaded woman kind of holding her very in, they're like in, 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 what's the phrase, uh, in flagrante, you know, they're in, yeah, in yeah, some yeah, kind of sexual, yeah, um, embrace.
2: And the last time I saw that scene, it, it mm-hmm. occurred to me again, all these connections this one this red headed woman who you never see her face all you see mm-hmm. is the red hair is is uh, holding her from behind and she's mm. she's caressing her shoulder her yeah. right shoulder that's the shoulder where she had the notalgia paresthesias yes. uh they diagnosed with the burning there there was yeah. also that's the arm that she uses to to conduct yeah. the time
1: yeah. Yeah. right
2: yeah. The, the, all of those yeah. it seems like Deliberate, like they were they doing do that deliberately. Deliberate.
1: Yeah, either really deliberate and conscious on Fields' part, or he's pulling from his collective unconscious as yeah. a visionary and just putting it together without even realizing what he's doing. Which, you know, I don't
2: know which and is it, which. But it, mm-hmm. and if this in this dream she was caressing, mm-hmm. you know, the the memory of Krista clearly was activating her mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as much as she denied her. Mm-hmm it was breaking through you know the uh, mm-hmm. the book challenge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. the you know the, all these the the um the uh mandala mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i which I, I don't know if you have any uh, anything about that i just noticed it seemed like a um, labyrinth Right. I, I don't right. I, I don't know it was it it came up in several places
1: it did and we know that it's part of that Peruvian fieldwork that 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 these this um group okay. in the Amazon does and that this because there's one well one of the podcasts i, I saw it has, has a shot of a shaman from that area of Peru with these with this pattern yeah, on their right. face. That's right, or it's actually in the film too.
2: That's that same scene, yeah. that same dream yes. sequence. I think yeah. he's yes. there. Yes, okay. yes,
1: yes. Right, that's right. So yes, and and remember, um, Francesca at one point that when she comes in, that that's a scene we need to talk about. When Francesca announces that tar that to tar that Krista has committed suicide, the what the 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 the, the dialogue there is very significant in terms of. She says, um, first of all, she comes in and Francesca says, I need someone to hold me. Yes. And Tar says, this isn't the place. So the implication is that they have had boundary crossing connections of holding and physical affection before this. And then, um, then Francesca tells her about the suicide and, you know, there's, uh, uh, she, she, you know, Tar says she wasn't like us, she's not one of us, and very significantly says she's, she's, um, that was before she, st- we were, Francesca says, um, something like, I keep thinking of our trip. Yeah, to Yuka, Yawa, Lee. the three of us were so close. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: And then Tar goes on to say, she says right away, that was before meaning Krista, she started making demands. demands. And this gets at what Tara cannot tolerate, which is yes. any kind of reciprocity in relationship.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's a real good point. and
1: what lengths she will do yeah. to destroy yeah. Krista. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, like, you know, demands uh, suggest to me that Krista's autonomy, and needs um were starting to make themselves known right and right. there was mm-hmm. no tolerance in Lydia no. that's right for that and okay. you, you know clearly francesca um you don't you, you don't see her demands you don't see her right. i mean, you you you, right. you you have the sense we know that she was disappointed with the mm-hmm. the decision about the uh the conductor mm-hmm. uh, position mm-hmm. but but she's not expressing her needs or demands uh in the way that krista does so um right
0: right
2: you know the the two the two names are interesting to Mm. me i don't know if you Mm. if you thought about it uh krista is a christ figure Mm -hmm. and uh francesca means uh free Mm. uh, from Mm -hmm. from francis and um Mm. And she does. I mean, uh, Francisca does free herself. Does get free? From yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I think we can add in the relationship with, that Tar has with with um, Sharon. In that there is, we never see them really physical with each other. Yeah. With all this going on, with happen that that how it unfolds with Krista tar never confides in her okay. it's like what the um you know whether we read uh the andres uh, andrea Salenza book um talks about that when the lack of reciprocity is there people are living in a one person universe yeah and i think we can say that tar is living in a one-person universe yeah. she doesn't confide in she you know she makes this excuse of that that would burden sharon but sharon the late in the film comes back with no you owe this to me we're a family why didn't you tell me
2: yeah what's yeah. what's
1: going on and of course i mean in other ways lydia steals her medication yeah. lies to her um treats her terribly so terribly. yeah and sharon makes the very um uh pointed comment that every relationship the tar has is transactional mm-hmm. um Except, except for her eight-year-old daughter Petra, Petra. Yeah. Yeah. Petra.
2: Uh, yeah. yeah Sharon is very motherly in this I was quite yeah. I was quite yeah. noticing it yeah I mean mm-hmm. t- throughout this film mm-hmm. um she is very concerned about Petra um mm-hmm. and kind of holds that it's just everything about her seems to be mother which is very interesting because Lydia Mm-hmm. Has one opportunity to see her mother, her actual mother, right. which we never see in the film, mm-hmm. and she, she, you know, rejects that opportunity to see her mm-hmm. mother. It's like right. we have no developmental no information,
1: no
2: except that she got away from it, or she That's left right. it, or she she got she, away, she completely denied it, right? It's right. So right. Well, right.
1: Right. Changed her name.
2: Changed her name. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, her brother is almost like an oracle saying yeah, when, yeah. He, when she goes back home and says, you seem a bit loose ends. And even then, after all that this has happened, Tara Stonewalls says, yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. It's, yeah, She can't. She, the only time she breaks down is when she's listening to that Bernstein tape
2: yeah,
1: uh, and uh, just starts sobbing. And but that, you know, we, we have no idea if that's suffering in that moment will um, help her to change in some way and open up.
2: Um, yeah, that's such an interesting scene to me. Todd Fields mm-hmm. said that he, that wasn't in the script, mm-hmm. but they went with it because mm-hmm. that's what.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Blanchette.
2: Um, Blanchette. That's what she felt in that moment. He yeah. felt that was important. Right. Then to include that because
0: right.
2: Um, right. He's, he was, strikes me as Mike Nichols, you know, he's very open to what happens in the moment, right? Yeah, and yeah. Ca- capturing yeah. things that
1: mm-hmm. evolve mm-hmm. from
2: the, the, mm-hmm. the setup, right, mm-hmm. that he mm-hmm. didn't plan. It's very interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And that, that the actors themselves can contribute mm-hmm. to the whole unfolding in the and the script and the way it is filmed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole idea of her conscience that you brought up earlier and her guilt is questionable whether she ever feels bad although you know the, one of the last scenes is you know when she's in this southeastern south eastern asian country right and she goes to that massage parlor and she ends up throwing up vomiting and when she sees this young woman with the number five at the massage parlor
2: yeah
1: uh, in the same position that olga would be sitting in the orchestra Mm-hmm. And so, so, our body is reacting
2: to what's happened. But
1: we don't know if that's gonna get through to her heart, her withered heart,
2: yeah, yeah, you know uh, uh Jung's essay on the psychology of conscience, I think is important here because we um, because he 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 arrives by the end of the essay, saying, uh, that conscience really is this um." Ten, holding the tension between the uh outer voice of morality, right, mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. collective mm-hmm. sense of morality mm-hmm. uh, and intention with an inner voice, mm-hmm. right the mm-hmm. the day uh, voce, uh, the, the you know the voice this inner yeah. voice, which is yeah. our inner law, right? Yeah she doesn't have that. Because no, everything no. Pr- to me is out there, the right. outer morality, and so right. you know, she, right. she yeah, there's no interiorness to her. No, I mean, use no. a Kelshed, uh yeah. term. There's no interiorness no, to her.
1: Right, right, right. And I think in that same essay, you now you're reminding me that that he talks about the way when you begin to have a conscience, you begin to feel a conflict of duty. I think, or yeah. is that the language? I think he said, and that leads to yeah. yeah. The shadow, yes. and that's just what she is cut off from. Yeah. And even with all this suffering of being let go from the yeah. audience, the big scene where she socks—you know, she walks out to the stage of the live concert—it kind of stretches credibility. That scene, it bit, does, you
2: know, it does. But it's, it's worth, in, yeah.
1: but it's inevitable that what she's what's it's been, it's been building to, and. Even with all of that, let it, losing everything, her daughter, her marriage, her, her standing, her reputation. Uh, there's that scene where Andres, her mentor turns away from her when she's yeah. driving up to the, the, the hall. So she's lost everything. Yeah. but she doesn't care. She goes out onto that it, it, you know, with that, that scene, she goes out onto the hall and, and socks in front of everybody. Of everybody, well, wow. and then you know, I think we talked in a prior conversation about that line that great line, that the wisdom of Denzel Washington when he was when he told uh Will Smith at the Oscars, Be careful at your highest point.
2: Um, I lost you for a second. Did I oh, freeze? yeah,
1: oh, yeah, you were frozen for a minute, you're back, okay. Um it reminds me of what we talked about earlier about Denzel Washington telling Will Smith, "Be yes. careful! The devil comes at your highest point."
2: That's right. That's right. <laughs> the wisdom <Yeah>. of Denzel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is
1: exactly what happens to Tar.
2: I'm glad you made that connection because it it would seem that because of her her investment in the collective, mm-hmm. everything is about this collective uh, image and her persona, that it would have to. It would have to be on such a public stage for her to completely humiliate herself, right? Oh wow! Yeah, in the same way that Will yeah. Smith completely humiliated himself. Yes, the, yes,
1: yes. yes, yes. Right, right, right. Oh wow! What a great point. Yeah,
2: like that's because that's you know if, if it was any smaller than that or any yeah it wouldn't have it it wouldn't it wouldn't be true to the character, I think. You know what I mean?
1: Not true to the character. Even Will Smith profusely apologized.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: She She was, I'm not so sure she can do that or will be able to do that.
2: There's what? no evidence of that.
1: There's no, yeah. no, I know.
2: Robotic. Yeah. All the way to the end. Right? All
1: the way to the end. Yeah, yeah.
2: So what do you think? Should we end here and then we could do a part two? What do you feel?
1: I, don't know. I think maybe we covered a, a lot.
2: We did. We did. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. could We could talk about this forever because there's, know, you know, all could. these images that he comes up with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the dream sequence with the fire and she's on the bed and the snake is going to, what'd you you make of that? that?
1: Well, I think it's important maybe that it is in that setting of the Amazon, you know, uh, where they, where they were all together. Um, But, but that's her rage. I think that that's her uncontained rage. It's actually, she's is self emulating what's uh emulating the where you set yourself on fire yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she's setting her she's has and her unconscious knows that mm. with this image right she's setting herself she's imploding yes she's imploding with fire yes
2: yes, yes. and and that may she, be the rage
1: that's the rage that's the rage it could
2: also be uh, passion um yeah yeah. Because you know we, we we're talking about how disembodied she is,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you know if the snake. I was wondering if the snake was the instincts, her her her, mm-hmm. you know, embodied mm-hmm. instincts that are mm-hmm. you know coming for her just as this fire starts. And her is interesting? Very interesting yeah. image. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Especially because with for Jung in the red book, snakes are healing. Yes. Um, they're all over the red book. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, well, we didn't even mention the descent, the descent to the underworld in Olga's uh,
2: uh, right. apartment building. Yeah. And how
1: even that didn't wake her up. Right. She, you know, she says she comes back to the orchestra saying, oh, you should have seen the other guy. She she has no vulnerability to None. admit that. Um, yeah, that that. She's already there's already sequence of, of actions that are her downfall, but that symbolic and literal face plant in the concrete where she falls on the steps of being in the, in the underworld and in, in that basement of Olga's apartment.
2: And the black dog and, uh, you know, it's a yeah. wonderful image of, yeah. you know, black dog is an image of depression. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Churchill. Mm -hmm. called this depression, a black Black dog. Dog. Um, uh, And Mm -hmm. yeah, you're you're right. She's not changed by it. It doesn't make her even stop and think. She goes from one light to the next, to the next. Mm -hmm. And and continuing to to massage this persona, Mm -hmm. even as it's dying, even as Mm -hmm. this persona is completely Mm -hmm. dissolving, Mm -hmm. she's trying to keep it going.
1: Right yeah yeah she would probably never decide to go into analysis
2: yeah she why would she? be too rigid yeah that
1: that's true for a lot of narcissists right that malignant narcissist um, why would they there's nothing wrong with them it's everybody else
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, hmm. the waste of talent you know
2: it really was right and I think we talked about it but I wanted to get your take. Um this is this is a story about a uh, a woman that if it was told about a man with mm, yeah. in, in with the all the rest of it yeah um it yeah. wouldn't have had an impact right it would have like oh here we go another misogynistic uh you know power driven male right. you know right. that we're used right. to right and i thought it was brilliant to switch it because by yeah. switching it, we can relate to the story without the the baggage yeah. of all that the gender, that stuff. contemporary stuff. You see what I mean? We yeah. we can yeah. relate to it in a, mm-hmm. in, a in a more yeah. raw and meaningful way.
1: Yeah, I, I agree, Dan. I, I know some people are having problems with that gender flip, but I think right. it is brilliant too, because it then women can be predatory geniuses too. And it focuses away from the gender to the power dynamics in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. Everyone is capable yeah. male, men and women, trans, whatever gender capable yeah. of these dynamics. Yeah. And I think that maybe that was TAR's uh, not, uh, field, the director's view of yeah. that. And I think it's a, Um, uh, a really uh, inspirational kind of of take on it. I think we still have a lot of work to do around gender, of course. We do. But that doesn't take away all of that. Um, um, mm. Well, this has been great. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank Thank you so
2: much. This is... This is our play space. And uh, you know, at one point we we should talk about what, you know, what is this about for us? Because we mm-hmm. uh because this is how when we were in supervision, when I was in supervision with you, that's what mm-hmm. we got excited about. Mm-hmm. We were talk- and we were using mm-hmm. films mm-hmm. between us to kind of understand what was going on clinically, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, and so this this is Yeah just so exciting to be able to do this it's a it very is. sacred space that we yeah have here.
1: i agree i feel the same way yeah yeah much like in clinical work this these dynamics just come alive we can yeah. we can see them moving all the archetypal energies moving around and yeah yeah it's it's fun to get to name them
2: yeah well thank you
1: yeah, thank you until next time
2: till next time yep. take care
1: you too talk Dan. to you soon yeah bye
0: thanks for listening if you'd like more information about training programs live and self-study courses archives this podcast our blog or to find union analysts near you visit our website youngchicago.org thanks to our 2022 donors who gave at the contributor level or above Barbara Anand, Cuny Alcott, and Ashok Beatty, Building Leaders, Inc., Judith Cooper, David J. Dalrymple, George J. Didier, Mary Doherty, Ryan Mayer, Boris Matthews, Judith A. Robert, Diane Sherwood, Lawrence C. Tingley, Deborah Tobin, Don L. Troyer, Robert Ulrich, Gerald A. Weiner, Ellen Young, and Wei Zhang. You can support this podcast by making a donation at our website, newchicago.org.